Okay, we are ready to begin. This week's Parsha is Parsha Shemini, and the topic is going to be, is the sturgeon fish, or the swordfish, or the catfish, or these type of fish, are they kosher? That's the topic. So we begin where the Torah discusses the Torah here, Parsha Shemini, and also in Parsha for A, says that fish, some fish are kosher, some fish are kosher, some fish are not kosher, some fish are trace. So the Torah says like this, this is what you allow to eat within the water. Anything that has fins and scales. Anything that has fins and scales. In water. In seas. And in streams. Those you can eat. Anything that does not have fins and scales. In the oceans. And in the uh, streams, Mikol Sheret Samayim, anything that uh, swarms in the water, or Mikol Nefesh Chaya, any uh, living soul, Asher, or every, any living being, Asher Bamayim, which is in the water, Sheket Sayin Lochem, it's disgusting. Vishsheket Yiyu Lochem, it will be disgusting to you, and it's a loose, loose translation. Vipsaram Bosachelu, you're not allowed to eat their flesh, Vipsaram Tishaketsu, and their carcasses should be abominable. Okay, so Rashi here quotes the uh, Rashi here says, "What's a snapper? What are fins? These are the sort of wings which they swim with. Kaskeses. What's a kaskeses? Kaskeses. Rashi quotes a Gemara in Tractate Chulin, page fifty nine a. So the Gemara quotes the Tractate Chulin, page fifty nine a. It says like this. It says that elu klipen. These are shells." like a shell of a fruit, perhaps, hakavuyan boy, that are set in the fish. Hakavuyan boy that are set in the fish. So this is actually happens to be a Mishnah. It's a Mishnah in Tractate Chulim, on page, on page Nuntes Amaralaf, Zat Mishnah. This is like this. So Bidogim, fish, what's a, what's a kosher, what are kosher uh, signs in the fish? Kosher yishpo snapi vekaskes. Anything that's fins and scales. So, Bilaim, you're a beautiful snake, you kaskasim, and after two scales, it's not perechad, one fin. Bilaim, kaskasim, are kavuyim, bam, they are set in it. Visampirin, aparech, bam, sampirin, are the things that they swim with. Okay? That's what, um, that's what the Gemara says. Okay? So, things seem to be pretty straightforward. Um, Rashi is quoting the Gemara. And that's, uh, that's about it. Um, Rashi, on page 66a, in his commentary on the Mishnah, which is quoted over there, he says that these fins are, that, uh, that, what does it mean that they're, what does it mean that they're set? What does it mean that the scales are set? So they are not like the fins, that scales don't move by themselves, only with hands. But the fins, they can move. They can move. Because that's what they do. They move with them. Okay? And Rashi quotes a, um, also, in the, at least in the parentheses, Rashi in the Chumash quotes the Gemara on 66b in Chulin that says that it's a latest, it describes the, uh, uh, a coat of mail, which is a, uh, an armor, basically, but it's a coat of mail made out of different pieces, 
and it's in Shmuel chapter 1, chapter 7, I mean, Shmuel Aleph, chapter 17, verse number 5, it's, 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 uh, it says, it says like this, Vishirion Kaskasim Hulavush, that it's like a coat of mail, which is an article of clothing, it's like a jacket. So, the Gemara calls that, the Gemara calls the Kaskasim this, okay? That's what the Gemara says. Fine. So, the Ramban, in this week's Pasha, the Ramban in this week's Pasha is bothered by Rashi's terminology, which is the, the Mishra's terminology, uh, that it says that, it's, that the scales are set in the fish. He's bothered by that. He says, he says, he says the Ramban, it's not true. Scales are not set in the fish. Do not understand that they are set in the body of the fish. Right? Don't understand that. Vidvukim ba'or hadag, and that they are actually attached to the skin. Avokruyim kavuyim, the reason why they're called set, is she'inim nodim mimenu, it's because they don't move. The same way that the coat of mail doesn't move, they don't move either. Velom is dazeim kimroi kisnapir, they don't, they don't uh, move like the fins do, like Rashi explained in the Mishnah. Avokruyim Kavuyim, they are called set she'inim nodim mimenu, right? That's what we just read that. Okay? That's what the Ramban says. What do you want to say? Uh, the, the coat of armor, like you just mentioned, that's an add-on to the actual body. You right, he's going to... But the fins are an integral, integral part of the fish. Right, right. Right, exactly. He's going to explain that. And he explains that. The Ramban explains that. He says like this, Behain, Behain maklipin ha'gulim. They are circular shells that the that the that the outer top the top part of the shell is like a nail. You can remove them from the skin of the fish with a hand or with a knife. anything that is set and attached into the skin of the fish, the and you cannot separate it from the skin at all. That does not qualify as a scale. And that type of fish is Asa. And that's what he says that the Gemara means that it's a Levusha. That's what the Pasuk in Shmuel says, like you said, that it's a Levush, meaning that it's an article of clothing, it's something that's like a coat of mail that you put on and take off. So same thing from the fish, the scales you can put on and you can take off. But if you cannot put it on and take it off, and he brings this proof also from the Tesefta. The Tesefta, in the third chapter of Hulin, in Aloha Tes, says that kaskasim are, are kaskasim, the scales are like what the fish puts on, like an article of clothing. And Sampirin is something that it swims with. And he also, Ramban continues with this, he has a proof from the translation of the Targumunculus, from the, from the, he has a proof from the translation of the Targumunculus of the, of the Unculus, of the Targum. So, the Aramaic translation of the Unculus in the Chumash seems to be an indicator also. Then, just as a side point, the Ramban ends, why is it that fish that have fins and scales, uh, this is parenthetical to our whole discussion in terms of halakha, because our whole discussion in halakha is going to be, okay, what is scales? What is scales? And the Ramban here gave a definition of what scales are. That's going to be our discussion. But before that we digress,
and that because we want to say the rest of the Ramban, and that is that the Ramban explains why is it that the fish with fins and scales, why are they, why are they preferred by the Torah, and and the ones that are not don't have uh, scales, why those fish are not are not, are not acceptable as, as kosher fish. So says the Ramban. The reason for this is like this. Is because fish that have fins and scales are, live or they sojourn in the upper part of any body of water. Okay, and when you're in the, and and when you're in the upper part of the body of water, that water is a lot more clear. And because they are clear, that that water, the reason why that water is clear, or because that water is clear, it receives the atmosphere, the atmosphere, or the air into the water that is in the in the top layer of the water. And therefore, it has a little bit of warmth. The fish has a little bit of warmth. Uh, the, the fish that, sw- that, that swims in this higher layer of water receives this atmosphere. And it, because it does, it has a little bit of warmth. And that warmth pushes off what he calls the uh, liquidity or the, the liquid parts of the water. The same way, the same way that the, that the, that the um, wool on a, on a sheep or a hair on a on a on a animal or a human being or the nails on a person function that they protect the person from the environment and a fish that doesn't have fins and scales lives in the bottom part of the water of the ocean and that part is not as clear it's more dirty and because of the liquid that's there and the gathering of of, of warmth it doesn't push it away anything. It doesn't repel anything. And therefore, these fish, he says, are more toxic. And because they're more toxic, they can cause more damage. Therefore, the Torah sounds like from the Ramban, at least, that uh, he's purporting a, a, re- a health reason as to why the fish need to have fins and scales in order to be kosher. Because, we're go- because the bottom line is, the kosher means that we're going to consume them. And the Torah didn't want us to consume toxic fish. Now, even if you would be able to, just as, uh, you know, as a side point, even if one would be able to prove that the fish are toxic or not toxic, that would not make a difference. Because there, even though the, Ram, the Ramban is giving a reason as to why the fish are, 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 are to be consumed by the Torah or not, that reason is not, does not dictate the halacha. What dictates the halacha is what it says. And the prescription is what it says, is that the fish has to have fins and scales. And if it doesn't have fins and scales, therefore it doesn't matter what the reason is, it's not going to be a kosher fish. Okay? That is, that is the Ramban. Now this Ramban, this Ramban has become basically the basis for the entire issue of the sturgeon fish. Now you're going to see, you're going to see the halakhic process and how this develops. Okay, now the Rambam, when he codifies this law, the Rambam is like this, the Rambam, and this is chapter in Yochus Machos Asuras, the, the laws of uh, things that are prohibited to eat, in chapter 1, law number 24, changes the language of the Mishnah. He, he quotes the whole Mishnah, the Ramban, the, the, the Ramban says like this, right, that there has to be two signs on a fish in order if it's indicated kosher. It has to have fins and it has to have scales. Uh, the fins are that it swims with, the, the scales are. So the Ramban like this. The Rabbah. The Kaskesis, he advuka bechol gufoi. A Kaskesis is attached to the entire body. That's what he says. Then he so speaks on further. He says that, um, Kaskesis, the, the scales, 
any fish that has scales also has fins. Um, it doesn't have. It doesn't have to. It, it doesn't. The Torah didn't have to tell us that. Um, even if it doesn't have it now, but when it grows up, or it has them and it's going to drop them when it goes out of the ocean. That's considered to be a kosher fish. Um, even if it, even if the scales don't cover the entire body, it's also a kosher fish. Even if it has one scale or one fin, it's also a kosher fish. That's what the Ram says. But here, the Magid Mishnah is bothered by, why does the Rambam use the language of Hadvuka? That it is attached to the skin. Because the language of the Mishnah and the Rashi in this week's part is that it's set in the skin. Why did the Rambam change from the fact that it's set in the skin to say that it's attached in the skin? On that, says the Magid Mishnah, that the Magi Mishnah says, Even though the Mishnah says that they are set in the skin, it means that you can remove them with your hands over the knife. But if it's set and you cannot take it off from the, from the skin of the fish, Ain't a kaskeses. That's not considered to be kaskeses. That's not considered to be scales. And says the Magid Mishnah is Ramban. That's what the Ramban writes. And that's why the Rambam changed the language of the Mishnah. The Mishnah says that the scales are set in the fish. The Rambam said that they are attached. The Rambam meant to say that don't think that they are set and they cannot be attached. If they are attached in a way that they can be detached. And the Rambam is learning like the Ramban in this week's Pasha. In Pasha Shmini says the Magid Mishnah that the scales have to be able to be removed from the fish. And if you can't remove it from the fish, it's not a kosher fish. Okay? That's what, that's what, um, that's what the Magid Mishnah says. And this Magid Mishnah is now quoted by the Beis Yosef, in the Rabbi Yosef Karo, in his commentary on the Torah. And then it is codified in the Halacha, in the Shulchan Arach, in, in Yoradea, Simon Gimel number 83, um, number one. The first, the Shulchan Arach opens up with talking about, uh, says, the Shulchan Arach says that the, the signs for a fish, again, are explicit in the Torah. They have their fins and scales. Uh, the fins, the fins are the swims with, the scales are the, the ones that are, use the language of the Mishnah, they are Kavuah's bow. And on that says the Ramah, biyad. They have to be up to the scales. Have to be have to be able to take them off with your hands, or bikli, or with a kli, with a um, with a with a knife. Avol If you can't scrape them off, maradat from the skin of the fish will make That's not called. Um, that's not called. Scales. Magid Mishnah, chapter 1, Yuxmakos, he quotes the Magid Mishnah, but this is the Ramban. The Magid Mishnah says it's the Ramban. So the Ramban in this week's Pasha goes, made his way from the commentary to the Torah all the way to the code of law, La Locha. And that's all the poets can quote as La Locha, that this is the way it has to be. Question? If it's not considered a scale, what is it called? What is it? What? What is the thinking behind it? 
It's happiness, it's a scale. You can't remove it for some reason. Certain species, you can't remove it. So what is it called? Oh, so what is it called? So the, it's not the, kosher, you know, you can't eat it, it's not kosher. Uh, uh, it's just, it's, it's semantics. It's semantics. Yeah. Because Kaskia says, it's not, according to the Torah, according to the Torah, it's not kaskeses if you can't remove it. That's what Ramban is saying. You have to be able to remove it. Right. And if you can't remove it, um, then it's not considered to be, uh, it's, not considered, it's not considered to be scales. Of course, the scientists have different qualifications for scales. They have the, uh, they have the, uh, the leptoid scales and the ganoid scales and the cosmoid scales. Right, they have all different types of uh, all different types of scales, um, which are considered to be part of the fish. But according to the Ramban, right, there's also the uh, the stenoid scales and the cycloid scales. But according to the Ramban, it's only going to be the stenoid scales and the cycloid because those are the only ones, according to the uh, scientific. Uh, those are the scientific names for them. They're the ones. That uh, they're the ones that can be removed. They're the ones that can be removed. You understand, you understand what I'm saying? Yes, yes. Right. That's uh, that, that's the story. But but in in, in Hebrew, it's referred to as as kaskeses. We translate them as scales. To scientists, so scales are different types of scales. To us, those are the only things that are scales. Everything else is not considered to be a scale. That's just the way it is. Okay, so now we uh, we continue. Okay, fine. That is, so this Ramban basically has made it to, this Ramban has basically made it to the, um, okay, so uh, just, just to backtrack a little bit. Here I saw somewhere, and I'm not sure if this is true, but I, I think it is, right, that these, there is, um, the non-kosher scales are the placoid and the ganoid. Placoid scales consist of flattened rectangular plate embedded in the upper layer of the dermis. Okay. It's rough and resembles a tooth and does not overlap. These scales cannot be removed without severely tearing the skin. Some fish have bone tubiculars or skates rather than scales, and these fish, such as sturgeon, are not kosher in spite of what, right, what other people say. Nor are swordfish, which have scales during their juvenile stage. Anyway, these are the different these are different types of scales. This is I took this from a website Mambo. I don't know if it's true. I didn't have a, uh, a chance to look at the uh, the, the exact scientific uh, uh, formulation of, of, of these different types of scales. But I'm saying the bottom line is is that because a scientist might call something a scale, that doesn't mean that according to halacha that that is the case. According to halacha, the specific, at least according to the Ramban. The specific thing that defines something as a scale is if it's um, if it's removable, right? Okay. Because it was a terminology, according to that's that is according to the uh, according to the opinion of the of the Ramban. Right, right. So, and this is this is basically the standard. This is the standard halacha. And it is also, um, this is the way the Yorah HaShulchan also passes in the same simon. The Yorah HaShulchan says, um, 
Lokashukan in number 13, he also quotes, quotes the Ramban, he says, Akaskazin tzirchim liyos niklofim, you have to be able to peel them off minadad from the fish. And he quotes the Unkelis as a proof to this, which the Ramban himself quoted that Unkelis, and this is the sign of Tahara. Um, okay. Then the Noida Yehuda, I'm sorry, the, uh, the, the Orach HaShulchan quotes the Noida Yehuda. The Noida Yehuda claims that, and the Orach HaShulchan passing used well also, Vegama Pitach Bula Kigon Shibiyad, Let's say you cannot take off the scales with your hands. Ella Bikli. You could take it off with a, with a, with a, with a knife. And also through boiling hot water. Mikomakam Hahem Niklafin. They are um they are considered to be they are considered to be uh scales. The in the Kadmonim Shitiru Mindag Barbuta, there are some people that said that this Barbuta is a kosher fish. The only way you were able to take out the scales was by soaking it in boiling hot water. Vain the pot keepers there, one should not be uh, stringent about this. Vain Lishol, Kevin the Vain Lishol, one should not ask questions. Kevin the Midami Apostle Lavush, Nitzvah Shinato Biyad, that just because the Torah, the, the Torah calls the Pasuk in Shmuel, calls it an article of clothing, therefore you might think that you should be able to take it out with your, with your hands, come beg it like an article of clothing, the Lokashukram. Right, because that's not a question at all, says the uh, the Shulchan. Why? Because it also says we say every Shabbos morning, Oru Basar Talbishini, I clothe myself with skin and flesh. That's what the public says. And he says, of course, skin and flesh you cannot take off just with your hand or with a knife. Uh, you have to use boiling hot water. You can take off the skin and flesh. So you see that something which is called an article of clothing by the Pasuk is is not... <clears throat> it's not necessarily something that you could take off with your with it's not something that you could take off with your hands. Right? That's what he that's what the Yokoshukan says. So let's take a look in the actual Noida Bihuda himself and how he says this. And the Noida Bihuda himself is discussing the uh the sturgeon fish. Noida Bihuda was 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 uh, a big rough in his time. He's uh Rabbi Chesko Sego Landau. He was a tremendous god of Batayr. He was a tremendous, uh, tremendous Tamil uh, And uh, basically, the, his opinion was um, uh, respected, uh, respected by all. Okay, it's a Nidhi Yehuda. So <coughs> the um, the Nidhi Yehuda is found in Madura Tinyana. It is found in Madura Tinyana. In number 28. Okay, in the Nidhi Huda addresses, he was asked this question. Um, he was asked this question about, about the fish. This was, this was in, um, in the 18, this was in the 1700s, okay? It was in the 1700s. Um, he says like this. Says the Nidhi Yehuda. <coughs> says 
is Amnam. So this is brought to him. Higiani Marches Yom Kippur Imadag. He got a letter. Mechtove Higiani Marches Yom Kippur Imadag with the fish. Vini Hashashol Im Lis Mochalides Am Idem Arichlam Esadim Koimim. Can we rely on the testimony on those people who eat it? So this this is the response. He says yes, or part of the response at least. Vamnam Anina Sisi Dagze. I saw this fish. Vishlos Teishuros. It has two rows. Kaskasim of um, two rows of scales. Shirach is bitzad yemin, v'shirach is bitzad small. It has two rows, one one e um, one on the right of the fish, and one on the left of the fish. And I think I have a picture of it here. You take a look and see that it has. I think I have a picture of the uh, of the sturgeon here. So it has a set of scales on the on the right. And on the left, and that's what the Rebbe Yehuda says. Okay. He continues. That's the sturgeon. That's one of the. That's one of the species of the sturgeon fish. Okay. And he says, right here, here's a here's a bigger a bigger picture. So he says that it has that it has scales. One on the right and one on the left. So what if they cannot say the Nerebu to be removed with a hand? They can be removed with a, uh, with a vessel. After I put them in a, in a secondary clay of hot water, with dust, for three hours, after that, first of all, I can get them out with a knife, says the Nerebu, and then, after I soaked them, I can get them out with my hands. Vilodaiti, according to my opinion, I feel Even if you would not be able to remove them without soaking them, rak hanal, and you, the only way you would be able to remove them is only after soaking them. Now, as my opinion is, says the Nerebuda, even if you can remove them only by soaking them, gamkin husim tahara, that also indicates that it's a kosher fish. Do not say that because you can soak it in hot water, that causes it that they should be able to be, um, they should be able to be uh, peeled off. It is still a plate, uh, a, um, a plate of armor. It's a male of uh, a male of armor, suit of armor, and it's an article of clothing. That's says that's what the Bible says. You hear what he's saying? Now, listen to this. He addresses the Ramban, and he says this: the Gufa Chumra, this stringency that the Ramban came up with. She imti Rabbeinu Ramban. I teach you the Ramban. Beferish Atayi Parshas Shmini. She made in the Kafes Klavu Neichus Bol Esimin Tahara. He says, the Ramban says, if you cannot take off the scales, then it's not scales. If somebody else would have written this, I would have argued with them. So what if you can't remove the scales? Where does it say anywhere in the Talmud? Or in the Medrash? That they have to be peeled. I 
Rabbah, the opposite. Remember, the Mishnah says that they are set in the fish. The Ramban says, well, it doesn't really mean that. What it really means is that they can't move. But the Mishnah doesn't say that. The Mishnah says that they have to set in the fish. Because of any right to me, Nikolavushin says the Ramban is not called an article of clothing. If you can't remove it, just like a, a, a plate of mail, an armor suit. Shalim Dvukimbor. But you, I say the opposite, says the Nebuchadnezzar. I say that the skin itself and the flesh is called the clothing over the bones. That's what it says in the post. It's called the Basa Tabishani. It's we say that Shabbos morning that the, that, the, that the skin and the flesh are my clothing. So, Ramnam. What can I say? So it says the Nazi, right? So the Nazi brings a, a, a raya from the, he says from the raya from the Gemara, he, says, he talks about a Gemara. And then the Nazi says like this, what can I do? Rabbeinu Hagodol Ramban, our great teacher, the Ramban. Omra, he says it. And the Magid Mishnah, in Yochaz Machos Asuris, quotes him to explain the Ramban. And the Beis Yosef, at the beginning of Sunday, Gimel quotes him, and the Ramah says him, Now, what can I do? We have to subjugate our, our ears, and listen to their words with fear. But if you can peel it, however you peel it, even though the Ramban says only with the hand or with the knife, if you can peel it, crying me, crying cascasim, I say that's a very cold scale. With dark toe, it's a kosher fish. This fish that you sent me is kosher. Bleed out the cloud without any question. If the second fish that you mentioned in your letter also has these. Uh, these scales, halalugamim mutar glishum chashash, they are also mutar without without any question whatsoever. That's what the Ramban says. Believe it or not, okay? You're here now. Now, that's what the Ramban says. I'm sorry, that's what the uh, the Nadi says. So the Nadi says that, in summary, he says that it's true that the Ramban says that it can be removed. It's true that the Ramban says that it can be removed with a hand or, or, with, or with a knife. But I'm adding, says the Nehda Behuda, I'm adding to that. I'm saying that even if it can be removed by soaking it for three hours, even if it can be removed by soaking it for three hours by, uh, by in hot water, that's also good because I hold that the whole thing is a stringency on the Ramban's part anyway, because it doesn't say it in the Torah. It doesn't say it anywhere in the Bavli or the Yerushalmi. It doesn't say it anywhere that, uh, that it's required that the scales have to be removed. All it says that, all it says is that they have to have scales. That's what it says. And this Nehda Behuda is quoted in the Peskei Tshuva. In the compilation of the different uh, responses to talk about the Shulchan Aruch, 
it is also quoted in the Pesky Chuvah, then he quotes another Chuvah that disagrees with him. Um, that's, it's a whole discussion in Achrayim. Now this response of the Neide Yehuda became Mamish a war. It became a war. It became a, a, a controversy, a machloikes, a dispute that you cannot imagine. That, that the Neide Yehuda said that it's muta, but the, uh, the, 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 the rabbis said that it's us. That, that it's us. So now in the next tshuva, in tshuva's haftes, um, there is a defense from the Neide Yehuda's son against the rabbi who made the following claim. The, this rabbi said that um, he communicated with the Neide Yehuda and that the Neide Yehuda, when he explained to the Neide Yehuda that this fish should be prohibited, the Neide Yehuda agreed with him and retracted his, uh, his psak. He retracted his psak. This, it's mamish, it's, 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 it's unbelievable. He said, he claimed, this is Rabbi Isaac Grishaber, the Rav of Pax, um, which he, 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 he claimed like this. He claimed that the Neide Behuda sent him a letter and that he responded. But, but, and then he sent this letter to somebody else, but the letter got lost in the mail. And in that letter, he, requ- he, re- he rejected his talk. Before that, there was a student who became a conservative rabbi. A student of the Neide Behuda who became a conservative rabbi, um, Rabbi Aaron Chorin, who was the rabbi of Arad in Hungary, who published our volumes about this, a few volumes about this issue in 1798 to support his Rebbe. And then, he ch- then, then later on he changed and became, uh, became uh, a different, uh, he, he stopped being Orthodox. He claimed that, that the, the, the Neide of Yehuda was correct. Okay. Now, the son said that Rabbi Grishaber was uh, not saying the truth. He was not saying the truth. There was, no, there was never such a letter. Never, nothing ever happened. There was never such a letter. Um, and it became, the whole thing became a very uncomfortable situation. If you want to read the history about this, uh, the students of the, 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 students of the Neide Behuda, there was uh, a big machlekes about this. A dispute on whether or not the sturgeon is kosher. So I found this, I found the history of this machlekes, whether it's accurate or not, I found it on the blog. Okay, mm-hmm. this is, it's, um, it's, it's called the Svarim blog by Mark, uh, by Mark Shapiro. Um, the particular article is uh, Forgery and the Halachic Process, Part 3. And there he, he some interesting things he has here. He says he found, for example, uh, is a page uh, from the list of the kosher fish published by the Agudas Arabonim in Apardes in the April 1933, that lists sturgeon as a kosher fish. And not only that, he also found, he has here on the blog, he has a commercial, an advertisement from the Johnson Smoked Fish Company uh, that appeared in the issue of the Apardes for kosher sturgeon. You understand? So, 
the the perception out there is is that this became a uh, an issue of orthodox versus conservative, whether the or, whether the sturgeon is kosher or not. The, the, the conservative held it's kosher, and the orthodox held it's not kosher. So this person on the block, first of all, he wants to say, he wants to, he gives the whole history, but then he says that there were other kosher rabbonim, such as, um, he says, for example, the chief rabbin of Israel declared uh, swordfish to be kosher. And in 1960, he responds in Rabbi Yehuda Unterman, he also said that it's kosher. Swordfish also, because there's similar, similar characteristics. Now, so this became, the, he says, that it's not only a dispute amongst the conservative and the orthodox, it's also a big dispute in the, in the, in the, in the orthodox itself. In the orthodox itself. This is what, um, um, this is a big issue on whether or not it's kosher. Now, it happens to be that the Tzitz Eliezer, Rabbi Eliezer Waldenberg, who was the rabbi of the Sharitzelik Hospital, is also a dying in his responsa in um, number 11, 54, he was asked this question, and he said, I think maybe he's talking about catfish here also, but um, the CRC says he's talking about the sturgeon too. And he says it's called, the, he, he, somebody brought him a fish called the chazer fish, dark chazir, chazer fish. So maybe it's a catfish. So he says, like this, he says, It's a chazer fish. They brought me this fish. They tried everything. They couldn't remove any of the scales. I took out one um, piece. I put it in, in hot water. The scales did not come off. It's only after I scraped the skin. I found three scales. I found that the scales are found underneath the skin. And you cannot remove these scales unless you cut into the skin of the fish. This way they're going to stay always forever. They're not going to be removed from the fish at all. So I put the what I do, he says, I gave it to I gave it to a scientific lab. I didn't speak to them about it, I didn't give them the details of my conclusions. I found that the fish are also are found in the uh, underneath the skin. And before removing the skin, you cannot remove the kaskasim at all. That are found on the fish itself. Okay? So then he quotes the Ramban, and he quotes the Magid Mishnah, and he quotes the Ramah, and then he says, I saw in the base hill in the Shulchan Arach, like this, the base hill is found in the Shulchan Arach, it says like this, There's a fish that's called Karpin. It has very thin skin. It has like uh, compartments. Small compartments are square. And inside them, there are scales. 
Because Kesazachas is one scale, and you cannot just uh, peel it off. Rock Bisakin, you can only do it with a knife. Because it has the scales there. Uh, and they, the, the, the Torah scholars of the Kila Kidosh Vilna agree with me in the year, in the year Tavchav Dalet. So that is, um, 16, 1664. Okay, so in Vilna they were masking with me. So says the Tzitzel if that's the case, we can also matter this fish too, which is the catfish or the chazerfish or the, the sturgeon that he's referring to, according to the uh, to the CRC on their website. Um, but then he says, then he retracts and he brings proofs and he discusses it, and basically his conclusion he comes to is he says that it's a prohibited, it's pre- this fish is prohibited, and this happens to be also. Um, Right. See, he says that the fish that we're talking about, Oid Zoisli, at the end, he says, Oisli be Oimeli, to be Nidna Dag Shalon, who mamish al dag misugi dag ashter, which is the sturgeon fish. It's, it's the same type of fish. Kimareu Gankin Kimare Chazir Katan. It's more, it, it's, it looks like a small a pig. The fish. They go to the pictures. Look at the small pig. That's what it says. They're also in the same small. It looks like a small pig. Besides the fact that there are people who disagree with this Ramban, he says, right, uh, basically this is his opinion. Um, he comes to the conclusion that according to my opinion, we cannot catch this fish and it doesn't have this coat of mail of scales that can be peeled off. That's the Tzitzelias' conclusion. And it happens to be that the, my, if you go to this website, I think it's uh, called kashut.com or kashus.com or .org, I don't remember, but it's a, they, the list uh, comes also from the OU, uh, kosher organization, also the crcweb.org. The... Um, the accepted uh, practice today is the accepted practice today is that the sturgeon fish is not kosher. Sturgeon fish is not kosher, and that's too bad because the caviar, the only the only caviar that comes is cooked caviar is from the sturgeon fish, and therefore one is not allowed to eat caviar. One can only eat uh, uh, from white fish, from salmon. You can only eat that. So it's 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 unclear. It's unclear to me a hundred percent why is it that. Uh, today that the halacha developed itself as such that the sturgeon is not kosher, or the swordfish, or the, the whatever the, the, this other fish, any of these fish that have scales. I mean, it's it's clear that the tetzeliezer holds not like that, and he has proofs to this, and there's a big disagreement. But the neidibi huda seems to me holds that it's muta. Neidibi huda holds it seems to be that it, that it's permissible, and um, it could be that it could be that it, it could be that because the conservative movement adopted it as a result of the student of the Nehdebihuda who became uh, aligned with the conservative movement. Maybe there was a battle going on. I don't, I'm not sure. I don't have the pulse uh, of the history exactly why the sturgeon became not kosher. But in the end, it's not a kosher fish. The, the, in the end, it seems to be that the consensus amongst the, uh, 
the rabbis and the major kosher agencies is and the major kosher agencies is is that is that the um, that in order for the scales to be scales according to the definition according to the definition of halacha then um, in order for the scales to be scales according to the definition of halacha they have to be able to be removed by uh, a knife or with one's hands. But if you, if in order to remove the scales, you have to remove them in such a way where you're going to tear the skin. You're going to tear the skin of the uh, of the uh, of the fish. According to modern day halacha, that's not considered to be. That's not considered to be. Um, it's not considered to be scales in there, for that would render the fish not kosher. Now, it's interesting to note, just as a, a conclusion. Just as a conclusion, it's interesting to note that in the chuvas that discuss this, in the responses that discuss this, they say that if a person eats fish that's not kosher, so they're not going to be zeichet to eat the levyasin. They're not going to merit to eat the leviathan. And that is, what's the levyasin? So here in Parshas Bereshis, it says like this, it says, Hashem created a great big fish. There's kol nefesh and every single uh, living uh, soul, etc., Right, so what are these Taninim Agidoyim? This is actually Dagim Gidoyim Shibiyam. These are huge fish in the ocean. Ubedirei Agoda, in the words of the Agoda, who live Yosin? This is considered to be Yosin. That's live Yosin. Uben Zugoy, okay, Uben Zugoy, and it's 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 a mate. Shibarim Zor in the cave, because the Rebansham created them, Zokhav in the cave, he created them male and female. Baharagas on the cave, and he killed the female. Umalcha and he salted it, uh, preserved it. The tzaddikim lost lovely for the righteous people for the future, right? Sheim yifu v'yirbu lo yiskayim alim esnei because it would be if you were allowed the, the, these fish to procreate, they would, the world would not be able to sustain them. So the, this is the Rashi is quoting the Gemara in Baba Basra, page seventy four b. So here the. Um, the uh, the post can say that if a person eats fish that's not kosher, so they're not going to be zeichet. They won't merit to eat from this levyasin. They won't be merit to eat from this levyasin that the tzaddikim are going to eat in the future. Um, that's what that's what Rashi says, um, and, and the Gemara Barbasa page seventy four b. If I recall correctly, what's the uh, big deal about eating from this levyasin? And the um, Ben Yehoyada, in his commentary on Tractate Baba Basra, on the aforementioned place, there says that the big deal of eating from the Rav Yosin is that a person who is going to eat from the Rav Yosin will merit to have more knowledge and a deeper understanding of Torah. Have more knowledge and a deeper understanding of Torah. That even if they come to the time of the Messiah, without that knowledge, but if they are zeicha by eating kosher fish, right, if they are zeicha, at least according to the response, by eating kosher fish, then, um, if they are zeicha, then their knowledge, then their knowledge of the Torah will be deeper and more expensive. That's the schus that one gets for, uh, for being careful. And so therefore, um, therefore, you know, we should be, we should, we should all merit only to eat kosher food. And uh, keep this uh, this halacha. Okay. Uh, question. Uh, you, you, you know, 
I know this is written, a lot of these laws you said before you quoted in 1698, I think it was. Yeah. You, you know, it, 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 you take one particular fish, there's so many species, you, what age you catch again. I never heard of putting out a scale by hand. I have never ever heard that a scale to be pulled up by hand. Yeah. Maybe very young tender fish fat, where the scale was just forming. Yeah, it's such a very topic, you know, and there's so many kinds of fish. Culture fish. Right, so in the... The species, they break, they change, they vary, they're young, they're old, they're 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 what happens is is that is that the fish have to have fins and scales, and the principle we have to do follow the Ramban, because according to the halacha, this is the set, it's set up. You have to be able to remove the scales with a hand and knife, and then it's a kosher fish. If not, not. Generally speaking, it seems to be the consensus amongst all the the contemporary halacha. It seems to be the consensus amongst all the rabbis that the sturgeon does not go fall under that category, and therefore the sturgeon is not a kosher fish. Well, it's not recognized by the Right. All right, Shkoyach. The cost is a kosher fish. I believe so. Yeah, there's a list. If you go to kosher.com, you go to kosher.com, you see there's a list of kosher and non-kosher fish. It's the only way really to know. I think there's kosher.com or kosher.org. I don't recall right now. Or it's the list comes from the OU or the crcweb.org. They have a list of kosher and non-kosher fish. Also, Rabbi Eidlitz of kosherquest.org also has a list of kosher fish, I believe, on his side. And if not, he wrote a book called Is It Kosher? And in that book of Is It Kosher, there's also a list of kosher and non-kosher fish. Unless you know from the... unless Basically, this is the way that I would approach it. Unless you know certain fish, such as salmon and flounder, right? Unless you know certain fish that they're already known as being kosher, if it's, if it's an exotic fish, then I would consult that list. Because to do the to do the test on the scales and how they are and what they are and whatever it is, it's it'd be better to be left at, uh, to, to a professional and therefore a conscious professional and therefore it's better to check to make sure that the fish is kosher by the list because you're right there are, not only are there so many different species but there are also each fish has a different name and not only does it have a different name but in a different every different countries they have different names. So they have lists also that in every country what it's called, in the Spanish and in the Japanese and the German. See, it's very beneficial to follow the list of which is and which is not a kosher fish. I believe the cop is a kosher fish. Okay, sure. But the 